0: Welcome to Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean. This is a Sant Mot Satsang podcast, edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio. Today my focus is spiritual paths. Spiritual paths like people have a limited lifespan and eventually pass on. Today a reflection on the impermanence of spiritual movements in a world of illusion in a world of forgetfulness, in a world of changes, samsara. There is no permanent university of mysticism on planet Earth, if you notice, and it's always been this way. There is no mystery school, for instance, run by the successors of Pythagoras, located somewhere in Greece or Italy. There are no Valentinian Gnostics living in an intentional community or monastery near Nag Hammadi, Egypt. There are no Essenes living somewhere still along the shores of the Dead Sea in Israel. No golden temples of sat gurus, no satsang gatherings founded millennia ago that are still with us now, operating at the same locations. In other words, spiritual paths like people have a limited lifespan and eventually pass on. And all of the organizations associated with mystic paths at present, rest assured, will meet the same fate as all those of past generations, dying off and being replaced with new vibrant gatherings in new locations, new budding branches of the mystical tree of life, the living mystic tree of life, to replace the older branches as they fall away, same as it ever was, same as it's always been, the death of the old and the falls and winters gone by, and the blossoming of the new in seasons to come. Today on Spiritual Awakening Radio, a reflection on the impermanence of spiritual movements in a world of forgetfulness a world of samsara, changes. A world where truth sometimes disappears. As Swamiji Maharaj of Agra once said, the God of time has put a cover over the teachings of sans. Spiritual paths, like people, have a limited lifespan. Paraphrasing Guru Nanak's Japji, Countless are the gurus, countless the gadis, or seats of authority. Countless are the Sants, countless are the mats, countless the satsangs, countless are the devotees. Of course these groups are not all the same, one size or description does not fit all. Not being aware of the existence of an obscure saint path or lineage of masters doesn't make it false or of call, quote-unquote, any more than being intimately familiar with or attached to or having many family members in a spiritual path necessarily makes it true, quote-unquote. There are many stages groups might pass through during their history here in this ocean of samsara, this world of illusion and change. Some may be legitimate and in the alive category with both the master and disciple having inner experiences a rich contemplative life, alive and well. Inner regions are experienced during meditation for them mysticism is not reduced to theory confined to books, legends, stories about other people meditating decades ago. I want to share with you some of the possible death stages (laughs) and then we'll end things on a positive note as I endeavor to do. But what does it look like for a spiritual path to decline? You know, what are some of the descriptions of these possible phases, these latter phases? in the lifespan of a spiritual path when it goes from elderly to no longer alive. There are groups that have lost their living guru fairly recently and he or she appoints no successor. Thus, no new people get initiated in those groups. That's fairly common, actually, in India. There are many different groups that have experienced that. The light grows dim as the remaining devotees pass from the scene. There are paths where nobody has inner experiences. Period. No light, no mystic sound, no water in the well. Only dusty cups on shelves. These cups were once used to quench the thirst of others who lived decades or perhaps even centuries earlier. They have become memorial societies dedicated to the past they preserve descriptions of meals consumed by others decades ago in days gone by. But those meals consumed by others long ago will not satisfy our hunger now in this generation at this time. As it says in the Spiritual Seeker's Guide, so long as you do not experience the withdrawal of spirit within you, during meditation, the spiritual path is a myth for you. To attain this experience, you have to perform the spiritual practices with full zest and fervor every day as prescribed by a living master. The Spiritual Seeker's Guide is a document I compiled and uploaded to the Internet Archive, making it into an ebook at archive.org. There is the falling into the mouth of call phase, where some become doubters and cynics, thinking it's impossible for anyone to experience anything within, and gleefully cast doubt on the accounts of others who have. Perhaps even coming to doubt the existence of their own soul, referring to it cynically as a hypothesized higher self, unquote, something unreal in their world as they find themselves living in it. A few larger organizations may be on their way to becoming a new world religion. This has happened before. Sometimes a Sant movement becomes a world religion. This is the institutionalization or zombification phase. I love that word, zombification. This is the institutionalization or zombification phase, if you will, where an organization no longer has a living master, no longer has a saint-sought guru but doesn't die. (laughs) Instead, living on, seemingly forever, in a new form, under new management, lesser teachers who are not mystics, perhaps even opposed to mysticism, without inner progress or attainment. Perhaps a leadership structure, such as a hierarchy of bishops of some sort, These organizations might gradually become New World Religions administered by a House of Justice, a group of Archons, a council of some sort. These look to past teachers or holy books for inspiration and have lots of buildings or temples and holy relics. They may also be against inner light and sound meditation practice anymore. And this can be an issue with some of the older Panths in India. In Santamati, the old school approach is having two initiations. The first into light and the second initiation into sound. The old-school approach is having two initiations. The first is into the practice of the manas-jap, the simran, the repetition of sacred names, visualizing the form of a master, also called manas-dhyan, and the yoga of inner seeing, inner light meditation. And these organizations typically are fairly small, and so when someone is established in the experience of seeing inner light, it's pretty routine for them to go on over to the ashram and apply for the second initiation. Once they are established in the light, in their experience of meditation, they are ready to proceed on to the inner sound meditation, to learn that, to learn Surat Shabad Yoga, the yoga of inner sound. But if over time people are no longer getting Competent guidance about meditation practices from qualified living masters and these are no longer adhering to basic principles such as group meditation and with nobody sitting at the feet of a master or disciples in meditation there's a breakdown in spiritual transmission in the sangit. when people occasionally meditate together they are helping each other greatly on subtle levels where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in their midst as the verse says and meditation becomes easier it's easier to see the inner light easier to hear the inner sound when you're in a group of meditators gathering together every morning at brahma muhurta the hour of elixir you know early in the morning at the ashram at the group meditation which is a time-honored tradition in sant mat meditate at the feet of the master Meditate with each other. It's a tradition that goes back to Guru Nanak and Kabir and Tulsi Sahib, Darya Sahib, Swami Swamiji. Group meditation has always been a very important practice. You know, because it makes it into a spirituality that not only is taught, but is caught on a subtle level. It's really amazing. Meditating with others who practice inner light and sound meditation makes it easier for new people to see something more quickly. They get a boost, a subtle spiritual charge comes through. Absent this time-honored practice of group meditation, or meditating at the feet of the master, intellectual information may be getting shared, may be getting communicated, but not necessarily the experience. With few, if anyone, getting to the inner experience of light, if they are not established in the inner light, they can't move on to the second initiation into the inner sound. If nobody is seeing the inner light, then soon enough nobody will be hearing the sound either. The sound meditation will eventually even be forgotten about in a panth or sect. I've discovered that in my own research of history. That at some stage, you ask a group, you know, do you practice surat yoga? And they will say, No, what's that? We don't do sound in our group. The light will go out soon enough as well. Sant Darya Sahib of Bihar has said, and this is a quote I've shared before, it's such an amazing passage about the process of losing the truth, how we can forget how spiritual paths can gradually lose their spiritual charge and change over the decades. Sant Darya Sahib, on being asked how long this order would continue, Darya Sahib replied that as long as the practice of the sound current remained central to the discipline, and the order kept pure, free from external rites and formalism, the line would continue. When the practice of the sound current is mingled with outer appearances and external rituals, the sound current, the shabd, will part company. Then the power transmitted by me, said Darya, will leave, and the souls will go into the mouth of Ka. At that stage, he would come to this world and start a line of the sound current once again. This is how he said he had been coming for eons, unquote. Saint Darya Sahib of Bahar, who is viewed as a reincarnation of Guru Kabir, a founder guru that keeps coming to the physical plane during each yuga or vast epoch of time To establish the line of masters, to establish the mystical path. And so here he is saying that, you know, when a group enters into the stage of Hinduization, when they are eaten by the culture, and the religion, and the tradition, and the rites, and the rituals, and the mystical light and sound fade away, that's it, you know, and he's coming back again. He incarnates to reboot the spiritual path, the path of the masters during this Kali Yuga age. And many believe that Sant Darya Sahib was the reincarnation of Kabir, who came back again to re-establish the path of the masters for this part of the Kali Yuga, this current epoch of time. He had been coming for eons, it says, Another possible phase is the cultic phase. Cult is a four-letter word. Sometimes you have unethical, untethered teachers making the headlines, manipulating people, adhering to a kind of group mentality and cultic approach. Sometimes in India, headlines are made by such individuals. Some troll for disciples in the West and seem corrupted by seeking name and fame. And followers from the West. You know the Rolling Stones might drop by or the Beatles or something and all of a sudden a group is utterly blown away by that experience of name and fame and headlines and large crowds of people. They kind of lose their center, their their soul, their spiritual roots and become more new-age or astral with each passing day trolling for disciples and headlines in the West. And as the ranks swell with a growing New Age population, we may ask, who is converting whom? There are sadhus with some degree of attainment that have helped souls that have crossed their path. Nothing wrong with that. With such a long list of newer and older paths will be found sant panths, representing or reflecting many different states of consciousness and stages of development, vibrancy or decline, crisis and renewal. Thankfully, there have been many honest, loving, radiant, godly beings that have graced this planet with their enlightened compassion. They work with those who seek the path of the masters and successfully practice Ritshabad Yoga in a way that's almost identical to the ideal spiritual path described by Swamiji Maharaj of Agra, Sant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras, and Darya Sahib of Bahar, with a rich mystical approach to meditation practice, traveling quite far along their journey back to God. For them, these teachings of Sant Sat Gurus are not merely group-think, or myth, or belief. They have very real experiences commencing with meditation practice. It's not so hard, really. The divine light and sound are, after all, within everyone. With the proper guidance, quality instruction, advanced wisdom, positive influence or satsang life, and correct meditation practice, those meant to find the path during this life will see, will hear, will make progress during meditation and explore the inner regions, the kingdom of the heavens, within. This is the Ode to the Sant Sat Guru. Rumi says, if you seek to know God, sit at the feet of the saints. An ode to the saint sat guru in praise of the Sant soul of Love, who has reached the spiritual realm above and merged in God. Hail to the competent living master, the qualified teacher, rare to find in this world, so few and far between. A true one a genuine mentor of souls, righteous and worthy guide, a fearless being, light giver, leader of a spiritual community, with gratitude to the competent living one. In a sea of samsara, illusion, and world of changes, of falsehood and posing, there is a bright light in the darkness. A silent music becomes audible. At the feet of such a living radiant one, The soul cannot help but find inner light and slip into deep samadhi meditation. In the eyes of a saint are love, wisdom, light, compassion, grace, a reflection of God in this realm of the material plane. It is the God within the guru that makes the guru a true guru. God within the master makes the master a master otherwise not. The master power connects the soul with the supreme lord of love, Guru Purnima, Ode to the Sant Sat Guru. Swami Sant Sevi Maharaj once said, another common misconception is that prophets, saints, and mystics search for new truth. Rather, what they do is to simply remove the layers of dirt of accumulated misinterpretations that have corrupted the truth, then the living teacher will bring forth the very same truth in a new light. The original truth must repeatedly be presented to suit the current age." Sant Sabiji Maharaj. As the stoic philosopher Seneca once said, every new beginning comes from some other Beginnings end.